just keep your eyes closed. I see a heart, a full-on picture of a heart with all the veins, everything, this heart. And it's our hearts. So if you can imagine with me a heart, heart out of flesh, not anything, just not your normal hearts that's drawn on paper. It's a flesh heart. I see this. And tonight the Father is inviting you to come close to Him. And He's calling you like never before. Come to me. Come close to me. And only you have the choice to completely give your heart to God. This heart of flesh. They don't call it a heart of flesh for nothing. Because we've got fleshly desires. But I need to come and give this heart of flesh, this heart of mine, completely to God in surrender. And I feel there's that call from the Lord on people tonight. For me, for you, to say, come to me I'm calling you like never before I want to come closer to you and I want to be in a deeper relationship with you I think it was very prophetic when they prayed and tonight's theme is our extraordinary father that we serve you see, when we glorify His name and when we make His name great, He steps very close to us. I see His, his hand is on our hearts. If you can imagine that heart again. And He's just, he's just you know, like massaging your heart saying I want to make it soft again come on just allow me just make it soft again and I see how he's expanding your ability to receive more of his love just receive that if it seems strange to you tonight, just know that if you give over to the Lord completely, He will not leave you unchanged. Jesus is your only lifeline. He's the only one that can change your situation. Not in theory in your mind, not by our own strength, our own might, but by Him alone. Lord Jesus, as we go on during for the rest of the evening, I pray that you will continue to work in our hearts. I feel the Lord is doing surgery on people's hearts tonight. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will continue to do that for us tonight. That we won't walk out of here <laughs> the same, Lord. But they will, we will be so, so close to you. Tonight, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to pray for the offering now, but I would really encourage you to play, stay in a place of just being and surrendering to God. So as we send the bags, Father, I pray that you will bless your people as they give, as this is part of who we are. 
giving to you. We're giving you our hearts. We're giving you what we feel in our hearts to give to you tonight as an offering. I want to encourage you as you give tonight, even if it's 10 cents, give from what's in your heart. Because God sees that. And He's more interested in your character and your heart than what He is in your financial situation that's bringing you down. And if you honestly can't give anything tonight, but you give God your heart, that's more than enough. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You may send the bags. If you will please bear with me tonight, um, I'm not going to do the video announcements or any announcements right now. I feel there's just such a flow of the Holy Spirit here. And with what God's doing and what he's, where He's moving, I need to move directly into my sermon. So if you can please, afterwards, we will play the announcements. Um, just stay and watch that. But I really got a sense that God wants to continue to move as He's busy doing and um, yeah, so I want to release another word.
I heard the Lord say, I am your rescuer. And from Psalm 91, he reminds us tonight, because you love me, I will rescue you. I will protect you because you know my name. When you call to me, I will answer you. I will be with you when you are in trouble. I will save you and honor you. I will satisfy you with a long life. I will show you how I will save you. Thank you, Salome. Thank you, guys. It was incredible. Yes, thanks. You can give them a hand. I really just believe that the Lord is so, so amazing. And I want to continue where we were at and just, I'm going to try and, and do what God's laying on my heart and just tweak the sermon to what I believe that He's doing. You see, tonight, the theme for this term is up, in, and out. If you think of a triangle, up, in, out. From your angle, it will be up, in, out, if you think of it that way. So I just had to do my maths there. But up is the Father's unconditional love for us. In is us receiving God's unconditional love for us. So the Father loves us. The up is His love for us. Sending Jesus, His love for us. The in is us receiving His love. And the out is us giving His love to our neighbors. And we need to get to a place to what it is to be a true disciple, a true follower of Christ Jesus. And tonight, uh, with me trying to, or wanting to explain that to you, I'm going to go into not just the up tonight, because we're talking about our extraordinary Father. Who of you know tonight that Father is amazing? Tonight, you, <laughs> it's been a long time. We experience His presence a lot, but it's been a long time that I've felt such a tenderness like tonight. And I'm so grateful. I don't know about you, but my heart is just so... To think that the creator of the universe just comes and have an experience with us, showing us His presence. Where actually He's so powerful, so strong, that His presence would probably kill us. That's why He hid Moses in the cave when he passed him by because Moses knew if he saw God face to face he will die but yet this God so loves us so sent his son to die for us on the cross that he comes and his presence is here and we can experience that you see in theory I can know that father loves me but I need to experience it to become a reality in my life and I want to I want to bring that across tonight. If in anything, what I want to bring across tonight is that the Heavenly Father is inviting you to Him. It's not, I have to invite Father to me. He already loved you before you were born. He loved us first, and He's inviting us to Him. And it's very interesting because I never thought of it this way. I, I was reading Matthew 13, the, the parable of the sower. And I never thought how God can use this parable to speak to me. And I want to tell you the same tonight on how he uses this to draw us to him, to draw us close to him. So I'm going to read it, and I'm going to tell some stories, just adding to the parables. 
So it's really cool. So I'm going to read Matthew 13. It says, The same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path, and some birds came and ate it. Let me just stop there quickly and say that in those days, I don't know how many of you here are farmers or worked with farmers, but in those days it was a bit different. They would scatter the seed, okay? Or you have an ox or a donkey in front of you, and that will pull something, and it will dig in the ground, and you can plant the seed. Nowadays it's different. They program it, so... The tractor goes, and it literally programs this far apart or this far apart. This is how the seed will be planted. And they actually can see where it's good ground to plant the seed. Um, I don't know how many of you know sunflowers. When those things, when you plant that, it's always a gamble if it can be a harvest that you lose. Because you plant it now, nothing comes up. Next year you plant millies. And then sunflowers comes up amongst the millies. But the previous year was nothing. This is literally what happens with the farmers. Farmers will know what I say. Okay. So nowadays, they can actually say, don't plant in this row. The ground there is not good. Plant here. So it's very interesting. So farmer went and scattered the seeds. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell amongst the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times of what was sown. Whoever has an ear, let him hear. Jesus said this. And when I read up about this, whoever has an ear, let him hear. We all, got, we all have ears and we all can hear tonight. But that ear is not just, you know, sometimes we hear things go in and it goes out. This is a much deeper sense of hearing what I have to say. We need to use all our senses, our eyes, our ears, our mouths, all your senses, touch, taste. Receive this and hear it. Because very interesting, in verse 18, I'm jumping the gun here. From verse 9 to verse 18, it says, Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their hearts. When I hear God's message and It just stays there. It goes to my heart, but I do not let it become a revelation. I don't allow the Holy Spirit to let this word become a revelation. The evil one will come and snatch it from us. So I want to give some example. Sometimes we hear people say, you know, we must look after the poor. So let's look after the poor. And everybody's like, oh, let's look after the poor. Let's let's look after. But it's in the mind. It's not yet in your heart. And then what happens is we get to a place where we've got so many people hearing about we must look after the poor, but no one actually goes into action in doing it. What needs to happen is we need to have what we hear become a revelation in here, in our hearts. 
And that experience will help us grow. Not just us grow, but that experience will help the people around you grow. Because then actually I will hear, we need to look after the poor. God wants me to look after the poor. How is this going to happen? It becomes a revelation. It becomes a burning thing in my heart. And then I move into action. Because, and then there's an experience, like an experience we had tonight. Remember the main thing tonight is Father is inviting us to Him. Tonight we have had so many seeds that the Lord has threw out there. And He's continually inviting us. My title for tonight though is Receive the Seed. Because God is forever putting seeds. I actually had a vision when I was preparing the sermon of seeds being on all the seeds. Seeds. <laughs> okay, sorry. There's seeds on all the seeds that you are sitting on. Okay, so imagine my vision with me. And while you're sitting tonight, you've got a choice with everything that happens. Do you want to receive it and allow this seed, seed that's under you grow and come to your heart? And it's not just here, but it's in your heart. Sorry, I'm playing around with words a bit. So here's another thing. Yesterday. Good example. Yesterday we had our one-day event. Thank you. For all those who were there, the rest of you guys, you can be, I don't know, I, I, always, I, don't, I don't mock the introverts, but if you were introvert and you were there yesterday, we went on an outreach. I didn't know we were going on outreach. When I got there, we went on an outreach. It was awesome. Okay? What happened was this. So here's another thing. So here's a seed. Father says, today I want to invite you closer to me in the sense of I want to take you on an outreach to reach someone else. Up, in, out. Okay? You know, so now we're on the outside of it, going out. And they came up with this. Well, first they spoke to us and they, they shared with us regarding Father inviting us. Father wants to speak to us. God speaks to everybody. We must just listen. So he speaks to us. Now what we do is, okay, we, we're cool with it. We can hear God's voice. We know we can. So each person had to go and get a little paper with a picture on it. And in this picture, you need to go and pray and say, Lord, what are you saying to someone out there through this picture? And you know, sometimes people come up with airy-fairy things. So the leaders had to check and make sure that it wasn't like something you're going to die today and be in heaven um, type of word for someone. So gave them the word, put it in an envelope. And some teams went to Parkview. Some teams went, to, I think, to Atterbury. Two of the teams went together to Menland. I, I don't want to tell you all the testimonies. I'm just going to tell you the one because I was part of it. And... Um, Leah came to me before the time. I see you, Leah. <laughs> I don't have my contact lenses in, but I see you. Leah came to me before the time, and she says, Pastor Gideon, I have got a word for an old Afrikaner woman. Now, I, I, I asked her how old, because now I'm trying to get to the place where, you know, old Afrikaner women are very much set in their ways most of the time. So someone approaching them saying, hey, I've got a word for you. You... It can be detrimental to your health. So <laughs> anyway, so she says she's got this word. And I said, you know what? Let's do this together. Let's go. So we were walking around in Mainland. And as the Lord works, we, everybody now, you're looking for an Afrikaans woman. So I've got this guy with khaki clothing in mind. She says he's got dark hair. I've got a dark-headed guy in mind. I'm thinking like shorts, cold day, but he's got a comb in his sock, whatever. You know, really 
Afrikaans oomie, okay? Ended up, she says, no, I feel this guy, is it okay if I tell the story? Okay, cool. I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> so she goes and she says, I think he's in mug and beans. So this is true story. Okay, so I've, I haven't experienced it. So I'm standing there. We're standing in front of mug and bean. We're watching everybody. So not awkwardly. We're like undercover. You know, you don't want to look. So we're standing there and she says, I think he's inside. And I'm like, mm, go for it. You go inside. Before I carry on, why I said to her she must go alone. Sometimes... The Lord, Etienne shared it so nicely this morning. Sometimes the Lord will let you do something on your own and it's difficult to do it, not because he wants to punish you, because he wants to teach you something. So I will let my son make the eggs if he can make eggs. And I will let him burn the eggs and I will eat the eggs. But he learned something. And next time he will go better because he wouldn't want to eat the same eggs. Because it tasted so horrible. So sometimes the Lord's way of showing us love and drawing us to Him is for us to grow. Amen? I'm going to get to that a bit later as well. So here we are, standing. And she goes, are you coming in with me? Now, I'm poop scared, so I'm not going to go in. And I, I'm thinking, I'll use this as an example. And I say to her, you go in. Okay? But now listen to this. Here she goes, and she's on her way in. And as she goes in, three people walk. A lady, an Afrikaans guy. And the Afrikaans woman, Kaki, he comes, dark-headed guy, bok beard. And as he walks past me, he's talking about buying a shotgun. So I'm like, this is the guy. <laughs> <laughs> She's on her way into Mug and Bean, and I say, Leah. And she didn't hear me, and she carried on walking. I'm like, shall I follow this guy, see where he is? So when she comes out, she hasn't found the guy. And anyway, ended up, she saw the guy in Mug and Bean, and she gave him the envelope. The Lord showed her the guy. And it wasn't the khaki guy. It wasn't my guy. <laughs> the nice thing is, what really came across is, she walked out there and she said, I felt such freedom to do this. And I feel to share something here tonight now. Maybe it's a good time to share it. It's what happened with me personally, and I'm going to be vulnerable, and maybe some of you will feel, okay, you can relate to this, and it will help you future-wise. Because I'm a pastor, that's what they call us, but I'm also human. And I also have fears and things I don't want to do when it comes to ministry. I'm not an outreach person. I'd rather go and sit with someone I don't know from a bar of soap and get to know them the whole day than go on an outreach. But here I am, and I'm walking with her. So I've got someone in mind with my envelope, and I can't find them. And as we walk past the spur in Menland, a guy in a wheelchair comes past, and I'm like, this is him. So I go up to him and I say, excuse me, um, I'm Gideon. I'm from Hatfield Christian Church, and we're encouraging people today just with the Lord. May I give you an envelope? And this guy says, thank you so much, and you may, and God bless you. And I said, God bless you, and gave him the envelope. For her, it was freedom and crossing cultures. For me, here's my vulnerable state. I so struggle to relate with people in wheelchairs and people that's disabled. And I breached that gap yesterday. And the Lord spoke to me yesterday and I shared it with some of the guys on WhatsApp. You know, many times the pastor will come and say, or someone speaking at the church say, tend to your neighbor, you know, say, neighbor, tell this guy that you look awesome. And people get very 
awkward about it because I'm sitting in church next to someone. I don't really want to talk to them now. But here's my revelation I had. You, and if I say it now, it's... Mm. If I struggle in here to tell a person next to me that God says you love me when the guy in front says, quickly tell the guy next to you God loves you. When I struggle with that, how on earth am I going to breach the gap when I'm out of here in my workplace when God says, I want you to tell this person now that I love him? Or to a stranger in the mall, if I cannot do that here amongst my family. I feel God is calling us to a place where we step outside of our comfort zones. Because the Father does not have a... Can you imagine Father God at a comfort zone that He doesn't want to be close to us? Just saying, tonight Father is calling us. He's sowing seed tonight. You can receive it tonight or you can let it go. I'm going to get to the explanation now. now. I can reject the seed, but then I miss what the Father has for me. I can reject the seed and then I miss that Father is actually drawing me to Him. So that's what happened yesterday. And it was amazing to see the testimonies that came from that and how God worked through that. You see, that, that's yesterday. The thing is, we live in a state or we live in a time where most things are theory. Excuse me. So let me explain. I can... Hmm, let me give you an example. I told you I'm going to give you parables and stories and everything tonight. I can... My biggest frustration when I used to sell when I was in the, in, in the business world, my biggest frustration is they get someone in to come and, you know, like build you up and fire you up to go and sell. But that person has never sold anything to anyone what I'm busy selling. They're just doing it in theory. In theory, it should work. work. But in practice, they actually has never done that. And we get to a so many people that teach us this is how things are, but never actually have experienced it themselves. And we need to get to a place where we experience Father. He's inviting us tonight. You're going to spend time in His Word where you're going to experience Father God. And from that experience, you will go out and reach other people. Example from the Bible. It might not be... I'm going to try and pull it in for you guys. Joseph. We all know the story of Joseph. If you don't know, I'm going to tell you. Joseph was the son of Jacob, and he had a couple of extra brothers. In those days, they had more kids than one. So there was quite a few brothers. I think it was 12, eh? 12 brothers. 11 brothers. He was the 12th one. Great. Thanks. Okay, so numbers. I'm so glad we're not talking numbers tonight. There's no spiritual meaning to that right now. Don't have anything for that. So... Joseph, all his brothers. At age 17, it says he was still tattletailing on his brothers when they did something wrong. I mean, come on. At 17, you should know you're going to get beaten up if you tell, you know, you tattletale on your brothers. So it shows me a level of maturity that was maybe lacking in his life. His dad did use him. He was his dad's like little. Um, hmm? His dad's Wittbroeki. Okay, so we know all these things about Joseph. So what happens is, his brothers wanted to get rid of him, and eventually do. And he ends up being, so long story short, he ends up at a stage in prison in Egypt. 
Okay? And while he's in prison, listen to what happens. There was two guys that was placed in prison as well. The one guy walked up to Joseph, and Joseph said to him, something on your, your face. You look distressed. What's wrong? So a guy that used to tell his brothers they're going to bow before him, a guy that you know, got everything from his dad that he needed to and tattletale on his brothers, changed into someone. Somewhere along the line, there was an experience that he had. And he changed into someone from theory, you know, IQ, EQ, okay, where he said to the guy, there's something that you're distressed about. And the guy said, yeah, I had a dream, and it's disturbing, and I don't know what it means. And Joseph went out and interpreted the dream, and he told the guy, when you're in front of the king again, please don't forget me. Tell him about me. And two years went past before this guy told the king about Joseph. The point of the story is, Joseph, if he didn't act on what he knew or what he felt God was saying, the experience. Two nations were saved, both Israel and the Egyptians, because from there he went in, and we all know that he was um, head of, second in command of Egypt. So that's how the story goes. So that's something, seed being sown, our experience with the Father helps us. Another thing I want to, I told the guys, I'm going to speak on this tonight, last week, so I have to stick to my word. Something else where God draws you in and things, you see, if we keep on doing the things of God, if you want to know what God's will is for your life, keep doing the things of God. Keep, keep sticking to what God says in his word. Do what he says in his word, and his will will automatically be revealed to you. One of the things that God's sowing a seed tonight is baptism. After the service tonight, we're going to have baptism. I've, heat, I've asked them to heat up the pool so the pool is nice and warm. And um, Junior is going to go and die tonight and being raised with Christ. And he's super excited about it. Why I want to say this to you tonight. When I get born again, when I accept Jesus as my King and Savior, and I start following Jesus, there's certain things that needs to take place. And one of it is being obedient to what God says. And the Bible says we must get baptized. So here's the thing. Now you're hearing it tonight. Now it's going to be theory. For you to experience it is to say, Lord, I know I need to do this. And I've always known. But I need to make the step of obedience. This, I need to be obedient. Tonight I'm going to get baptized, whether it's tonight or tomorrow. But now you know the seed is sown. God's calling you closer to him. You see, when I get baptized as a believer... In Romans 6, it says, I go under the water like Christ went into the grave, and I rise a new person, a new creation with him, like he was risen from the dead. I also rise from the dead and become a new creation in Christ. It's a public display of obedience to the Lord. So that's another seed sown tonight. See, the Lord keeps on giving us seed to invite us to him. Father wants to be close, close to us. He doesn't want anything in our way between him and between us. Okay, I want to read the explanation of the parable in closing. And then <laughs> I'm really trying to let you experience Father tonight. Because in my mind, if I have to tell you about an extraordinary father that keeps inviting you to him, 
it's very difficult just to give someone theory, but there's no experience. Okay, verse 20. It says the following, the seed falling on rocky ground. Now Jesus is explaining, the, the disciples said, what did this mean? They were close to Jesus, and again, Jesus invites them and he says, come closer, I want to tell you. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. So you get the word, like tonight. Excuse me. You get the word, receive it with joy. Awesome. Awesome word. Tomorrow I'm going to change the world. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. So here's a call on you tonight. For us to be hearing God's word and to help that grow, we need to be rooted, deeply rooted in the Father. And the Holy Spirit will reveal the word to you and it will become revelation. And once that word becomes revelation, like we read in verse 18, the evil one cannot come and snatch the word from us. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. The Bible says we will be known to the people around us by the fruit that we bear. And if I'm not rooted in God, in Christ, the fruit that I will bear is not fruit from God. It's not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So my question tonight is, and while I was preparing this sermon, I'm, I always keep asking myself, so if I ask a question in my sermon, it's because I've asked the question to myself. So tonight I'm asking, what in our lives is choking the seed that God has sown into our lives and holding us back from running with full potential in the purpose and calling He has for us? And you will know what it is. Because for me personally, it's obvious. I had a friend in the free state, he always used to say this. He says, when I go to bed at night, I might be the coolest, most popular guy in school. But when I go to bed at night and I close my eyes, who are you really? Because the lights are off and it's just you lying in that bed. And all of a sudden, all insecurities, everything comes to the surface. And I know what the things are that's hindering me. And you will know what the things are that's hindering you and choking up your life to being in full potential running with the Father. And we'll forever have struggles. We'll forever have things that tries to weigh us down, that pulls us down. But I need to be deeply rooted in the Father. Listen to this. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces crop, yielding 160 and 30 times what was sown. My challenge tonight and what I want to encourage you guys with is let us be Matthew 13 people who receives the seed from the Lord. And act and respond on it. And say, Lord, I'm going to respond to this. How many sermons have we heard? I listen to at least one to three sermons a week. So there's a lot of seed that God keeps pouring into my life. And I realized while I was preparing this, 
in everything He does, He always wants to draw us to Him. And tonight, He wants to draw you close to Him. Tonight in worship was an incredible experience for me. I could really just sense that Father wants to draw us to Him. All the words that was given, I could really sense. God says, I'm calling my people back to me. And there's so many seed that God has sown into your life. All you need to do is to take it and say, Holy Spirit, allow this seed to become revelation inside of me so that I can come closer to the Father. So if you feel tonight, I actually, I feel to read something to you. I was really struggling to change it from <laughs> English to Afrikaans. Let me just see quickly if I have it. Yes. I want to read something to you. Please bear with me because I need to translate it even more. There's a song in Afrikaans. I know there's not a lot of people that understand Afrikaans, so I'll, I've translated it into English. It's a song that we used to sing years ago when I was still in the free state. And... Um, it goes something like this. Holy Spirit, lead me to do what the Father desires. Teach me to honor him and to glorify his son, Jesus. Heavenly Father, I adore you. King Jesus, I praise you. Holy Comforter, I honor you. Forever increase my relationship with the Father. If we can wake up in the mornings and we say, Lord, today... I receive what you have for me and I want to grow closer to you and be rooted deeply in you. Not just will we change the people around us, their lives and be amazing fruit to them, but we'll have such an awesome faith-filled life with the Father if I start my day like that. If you've got a deep desire tonight to say, Lord, Father, I want to be as close to you as possible. I'm not going to ask you to stand. I just want you to close your eyes where you're at. And I'm going to pray over you. And if you want to receive the prayer, you're welcome to. It's just another seed that I feel the Father is sowing. And you can, where you're in your seat, just say, Lord, I surrender my heart to you. Let's pray. Father, thank you that as tonight we might end the service here and we might go home. But Father, in our hearts, we want to come as close to you as possible. Lord Jesus, we believe in you. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come in our hearts, in our households, in our families, in our friendships. But most of all, Father, we accept you calling us to you as an extraordinary, loving Father. And tonight we willingly come closer to you. Father, I pray that you will bless your people as they go. I pray that they will be blessed in their coming and their going. Lord, let us be known as people who receive 
everything you want to sow into our lives so that we can come closer to you. But I pray, Father God, that you will also not just let it be there, but help us to bring other people closer to you. Because you're an all-inclusive Father. You don't want to exclude anybody. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen.